we are rocking and rolling, ladies and gentlemen, on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you are going to find. This right here is, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Go ahead and be sure to drop a thumbs up on the show, like the show, and subscribe because that tells us here at TDA, got to continue supplying, providing you, the Crimson Tide faithful, with the best news, notes, and information on your favorite team. College football playoff rankings were unveiled on Tuesday, and with Alabama falling to number 12, this effectively ends the playoff hopes for the Crimson Tide. However, Nick Saban's got bigger fish to fry as he's been on the recruiting trail this week. There's been the favorite question for national media, the favorite statement, song and dance, stanza, national media that has returned uh, following Alabama's loss to Auburn in the Iron Bowl and whether I was channel surfing through different television networks or surfing the radio dial no matter who your favorite national media personality may be the thought is is it over is the run of national championships over for Nick Saban It's the dynasty over for Alabama. Uh, Can we finally stick a fork in this thing and call it a day? It's it's been the hottest topic. It's been the needle-pushing conversation throughout the week thus far. And even you, the concerned fan, the supporter of Crimson Tide football, you yourself have been thinking, give it to me straight, all right? Don't sugarcoat it. I'm a big man. I'm a big girl. I can handle it. I take the pain. Uh, give it to me straight. Give me the coffee black. Don't lie to me. Is it over for Alabama? Is the run of national championships done? My answer to the question, the run is not over. However, it is on life support. And there's a difference there. It's over meaning it's over. If it's on life support, it's bleak. It's on death's door or it's near death's door. However, there is a chance of rebirth. There is a chance of returning. Uh, There's a potential of coming back. And that's where Nick Saban is. Not dead yet, but it is on life support. And the reason why I have stated this is this offseason becomes the most important, crucial, critical, vital, urgent offseason of a Nick Saban era. And uh, the last two years, Coach Saban has dealt with some missteps. And uh, it's weird seeing the terms Nick Saban and misstep in the same sentence just due to how thorough Coach Saban is, how revered, how respected he is among the coaching profession. Nick Saban has always been one to have high attention to detail do the little things right, have perfection, have every piece in place, not leave any stone left uh, left unturned. It's kind of OCD-ish how Nick Saban goes about his work, rarely takes a misstep. So when missteps occur, it shocks a lot of people. But the last two years, we have seen some missteps in terms of Saban, these things are correctable, but he's got to hit on them 
this offseason. He's got to make the right moves. He's got to make the right hires in terms of coaching. He's got to bring in the right players in terms of recruiting. You got to get back to that right style of conditioning. Everything's got to hit. Everything's got to be in synchronization. Going back to this right here for my ladies out there, you know how you feel when you buy that right pair of jeans, that perfect pair of jeans that hug you right. You know how that is. Fellas, you know when you come out of that barbershop chair and the barber cuts you right, you walk out of that chair going, man, I got to take a two-step in this mirror one time. That's how Nick Saban's got to be in terms of getting the right coaches, in terms of getting the right recruits, he has got to hit on things this offseason because the Southeastern Conference, well, college football as a whole, the coaches have caught up to Nick Saban, the talent's caught up to Nick Saban, and not just that, when you look at the Southeastern Conference for next season, it's going to be way more competitive. You see what George is doing with Kirby Smart? You see what LSU is. You see what LSU is doing with that Ogeron. Now we have to see is LSU for real on a consistent basis, or was this just a one year where they got everything to fall right? You got to see. You look at what Jeremy Pruitt's doing at Tennessee and the turnaround going on going on there. Ole Miss has got talent. If Arkansas lands Lane Kiffin, that's going to be big for Pig Nation for the Hogs due to. Got a buddy of mine that covers Arkansas, told me they got the contract prepared for Kiffin. They are just ready for him to sign it. They are waiting on him to sign on the dotted line. SEC going to be a bit more competitive next season. So Saban got a hit on these moves. Really critical offseason. I brought up three things that have been the huge reasons for missteps made by Saban the last two years. The first one was in recruiting. Recruiting in terms of 2018 and 2019. 2018, Alabama missed on uh, Justin Ross, the wide receiver from Phoenix City, Alabama, Central High School, ends up going to Clemson. Now, I get it. A lot of people say, well, Steven, Alabama had too many wide receivers already with Judy and Ruggs and Smitty and, and Waddle and True. But the guy that burned you in the college football playoff national title game was Justin Ross. That was a pretty big loss there for Alabama in terms of recruiting. 2019, Alabama brought in the number one class. Everybody was excited. People were hyped up. People were overjoyed. But even in bringing in the number one class, Alabama missed on four guys. And it's made a big difference. Alabama missed on Nolan Smith, who went to Georgia. Alabama missed on Kavon Thibodeau, who went to Oregon. It missed on Kobe Dean, who's also at Georgia. And it missed on Henry Toa who was at Tennessee. Missed on all four names there. When you look at Georgia, Georgia right now, 11-1, and competing for a Southeastern Conference championship. Should it beat LSU, it wins the title. I don't think it'll beat LSU, but if it beats LSU, it goes to the college football playoff and competes for a national championship. 
Uh, that defense right now, Georgia, second in the nation in points per game allowed, giving up 10.4. It is second in the nation in total yard, in total defense, giving up 257 yards per game. And the duo of Dean and Nolan Smith, a big part of that. Nicobe Dean, 23 tackles, 10th on the team. Nolan Smith, two and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. He's got 11, count them, 11 quarterback hurries. Alabama missed on those two right there. When you look at Kevon Thibodeau, who's, who's at Oregon, was high on Alabama. Alabama was high on him. I believe it came down to between Thibodeau and Antonio Alfano. Crimson Tide chose Alfano. Of course, that didn't work out. Thibodeau ends up taking his talents to Oregon, to Mario Cristobal, a former assistant on Nick Saban's staff. And Thibodeau has been huge. 11 and a half tackles for loss, leads to Ducks. Six and a half sacks, leads to Ducks. Four quarterback hurries, three pass breakups. And he's got Oregon at 10 and two on the year with the chance to win the Pac-12 title. Now, of course, if Oregon wins the Pac-12 title, it knocks the Pac-12 completely out of contention for the CFP. Pac-12 needs Utah to win to make its case. But, Thibodeau, Bama missed out on that one. And then Henry Toa Toa for Tennessee. He's got the Vols at 7-5. Toa Toa, 64 tackles, third on the team, five tackles for loss, three quarterback hurries, and after... It was crazy. It was a mess at Rocky Top at one point in time. Tennessee started the year at one and four. People were concerned. Is Jeremy Pruitt really the guy? Did we waste time getting Pruitt? Did we overstep this too fast? Did we anoint him too quickly? And after getting a win over Mississippi State 20 to 10, the balls have won six of their last seven games. It's seven and five on the year. Tremendous turnaround. Got a chance to win the bowl game to go eight and five. Pruitt is in the conversation to be coach of the year for the Southeastern Conference, and he deserves it. But Bama missed on Nolan Smith, Kevon Thibodeau, Nicobe Dean, and Henry Toa Toa in terms of the 2019 class of recruiting. Was a misstep there for Coach Saban. The second misstep happens to be on the coaching staff in terms of the hires. And I, for one, I will admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit to that. I was wrong on Pete Golding. I thought he would be an ideal fit when he first came in back in August. He talked like he wanted to be here. He was excited about being here. Young guy, fiery guy, and especially after the massive turnovers you had in the two previous years, hearing a guy say, I'm not concerned about my next job. I want to be a Bama. Pretty refreshing to hear that. Pretty refreshing to hear that. And as much as I wanted Pete Golden to work, Nick Saban more so than me wanted Pete Golden to work. And here's why Nick Saban had got tired of veteran coaches leaving after one to two years pimping him out, treating him as if he was Indeed.com, LinkedIn, and ZipRecruiter. As if to say, you know, 
I don't want to be at Alabama. I don't want to be around Nick Saban. This is not my end-all, be-all destination. But because of the fact that he is Nick Saban, he is so highly revered, he is the best in the game, let me go work under him for a year or so, have that feather in my cap so that when I do get called up, my resume, because I work for Nick Saban, gets pushed to the front of a table. That's how it is. Some guys have a hidden agenda. Nick Saban tired of having to do the same song and dance going to the players going we have to replace this coach we have to replace this guy you know trust me we're gonna get the right coach in here we're gonna get the right coach in here he got tired of doing that whole song and dance and he also got tired of being hit over the head by national media like a motherless child in them saying, here it is with Bama, no continuity. Here it is with Bama, not a family atmosphere, not a friendly vibe. Nobody wants to work with Saban. Too tough, too difficult, too demanding, too much of a perfectionist, not enough fun. Look at how Dabo Sweeney runs his staff. It's fun. It's family. It's enjoyable. It's kumbaya. Look at how everybody else runs their staff. And then look at Nick Saban that's got more t- turnover than Walmart, Dollar General, and Kmart combined, and no one wants to deal with that. Nick Saban, tired of being hit over the head by national media with that same thing over and over and over again. So the route he chose, out of fear, I guess, was basically, let's get a young name, an unproven guy, but an underrated guy, but let's mold him, let's work with him, let's shape him, let's develop him, let's develop him, let's put some experience around him to kind of mask any weaknesses this particular coach may have, and let's roll from there. Nick Saban really wanted Pete Golden to work. Nick Saban wanted Tosh Lepore to work in 2018. Unfortunately, didn't happen. Unfortunately, didn't work. So now... You look at, there's a list of coaches here, candidates for defensive coordinator that Saban's looking at. Uh, the first name now, it was it was Jimmy Lake, but now that Jimmy Lake has become the head coach at Washington, the name now is Charlie Strong, who was recently fired from South Florida. You got Charlie Strong on here. You got Will Muschamp on here, depending on what South Carolina does with him. You got Ron Rivera on here, possibly, now that he's got now that he's been fired from Carolina, does Alabama pursue him? Remains to be seen. Bob Shoup over there at Mississippi State. He's got a lot of experience. There is a defensive assistant for the New England Patriots that has expressed some interest. So there's some names here. The primary name, though, on this list is Charlie Strong. Got to go after him. Got to hit it accurately on the defensive coordinator. That'll be number two in terms of the missteps there. Number three, I look at the strength and conditioning right now. Alabama has got to get back to having better, lower body conditioning. I have never in my life seen in the last two to three years the amount of knee, ankle, foot, leg injuries. So many of them. So many of them. And and I understand... 
Scott Cochran gets a thrill out of seeing guys bench press and squat and deadlift and power clean. And he's putting all of his videos on social media. And that's cute and everything. But Bama's got to get back to having that lower core body conditioning. I don't know if you ever take Coach Cochran to a workshop and let him fine-tune his conditioning techniques, whatever it takes, you got to have some lower body conditioning. That, along with hand strength. Hand strength. In years past, Alabama used to snatch guys down and make the tackle, just rip them down. The last couple of years, Bama has struggled wrapping up and tackling the guys. Got to get back to having that core hand strength. So conditioning, but if a misstep there, Nick Saban, Alabama, got to get back to doing that. So recruiting, coaching hires, and air and areas in conditioning are the three missteps the last two years that Nick Saban has had. He has got to rectify them this offseason. Very important offseason. Alabama's run of championships, Nick Saban's run of dominance hinges on this offseason. He's got to hit on all of these moves. He's got to be got the guy in the concession stand, the guy at the casino going 7 11, 7 11, 7 11, hitting the slot machine, cherry, cherry, cherry. He's got to hit. He's got to hit. Can't afford a misstep this offseason if he wants to continue this run of winning championships. We're going to go to a break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Hi, show on the streets here. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Get that today for your iPhone. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. Check out the podcast options conveniently listed at the bottom of the screen. As always, subscribe to TD, AlabamaMag.com for all the latest, and Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube, the site with over 6,000 subscribers strong. Thanks to you, the fans. Upon our return, we will sit down with Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, to discuss how big did the Iron Bowl loss affect the tide in terms of the 2021 recruiting class? It did it hurt some guys in 2020? Don't touch that down, folks. We're coming back to end my own word. 